Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today is the fifth day of the octave of Christmas, December 29th. I'd like to begin our reflection today with our gospel reading taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 35. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> in this passage, we see Jesus undergoing three ancient rituals which every Jewish boy had to undergo. The first ritual was circumcision. Every Jewish boy was circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This ceremony was so sacred that it could be carried out even on the Sabbath when the Jewish law forbade almost every other act which was not absolutely essential. And on the day of circumcision, the boy received his name. Circumcision represented in a physical way the covenant between God and us. The boy was physically marked forever as a child of God. The second ritual, which was called the redemption of the firstborn, According to the law, every firstborn male, both human beings and cattle, was sacred to God. That law may have been a recognition of the gracious power of God in giving life, or it may even have been a relic of the day when children were sacrificed to the gods. So there was a ceremony called the redemption of the firstborn. We can find this in the book of Numbers, chapter 18. For a few shekels, the parents could, as it were, buy back their son from God. The sum had to be paid to the priests, 
it could, it could not be paid sooner than 31 days after the birth of the child, and this fee must be paid soon after that. The third ritual was called the purification after childbirth. When a woman had given birth, if the child was a boy, the woman was declared unclean for 40 days. If the child was a girl, the woman was declared unclean for 80 days. This was reflective of the patriarchal society of the time. Women didn't have the same value as men. The woman could do her household chores and her daily business, but she could not enter the temple, nor could she share in any religious ceremony until the time expired and she was declared clean again. At the end of that time, the woman had to bring to the temple a lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon for a sin offering. Now that was somewhat of an expensive sacrifice. So the law allowed that if the mother could not afford the lamb, which was more expensive, she could bring a second pigeon or a second turtle dove. The offering of the two pigeons was technically called the offering of the poor. It was this offering of the poor which Mary brought. Again, we see that it was into an ordinary home that Jesus was born, a home where there were no luxuries, a home of the poor. So Jesus knew the struggles of poverty, the difficulties of trying to make ends meet, and the haunting insecurity of life. In these three ceremonies, we see that the parents of Jesus were devout Jews. They were faithful observers of the law of the Lord and the law of Moses. These three rituals, circumcision, the redemption of the firstborn, and the purification after childbirth, these three ceremonies, they're old, they were old ceremonies, and they may seem strange to us today. But all of these three ceremonies have at the back of them the conviction that a child is a gift from God. The Stoics used to say that a child was not given to a parent, but was rather only lent to a parent. Of all God's gifts, there is none more precious than the gift of life. We only borrow life from God. And what a great gift Mary received from God in the birth of her son. Even if the gift was only borrowed for some 30 years, the gift was so great that it could not be contained in Mary's family alone, in Nazareth. But this gift would be celebrated throughout the entire human family the world over. Luke's Gospel tells us, when the eighth day arrived for his circumcision, the name Jesus was given to the child, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. The law decreed that on the eighth day, a child was to be brought to, to the temple and offered as a sacrifice, given over to the service of God and, and circumcised according to the covenant. Then the child was named. This child, though, had been named by God through the angel Gabriel at his conception. It is God who in truth 
names each one of us. Each of us belongs to God in sacrifice as offering. God has a prior hold on each of us because his son Jesus has saved us all by his birth, his life, his death, and ultimately his resurrection. We only borrow our life from God. Let us offer it as a sacrifice in serving God and one another. And that indeed will be time well spent. Merry Christmas.